Welcome to another sparkling edition of The Thoughts Police with me, Mike Graham, and him, Kevin O'Sullivan. Kevin, very good afternoon to you. Hello, Mike. Now, you've uh, hot-footed it up from another part of the world, haven't you? I have been in Deal in Kent. Very deal nice. or no deal. Very lovely place it right is. on the uh, Kent coast. It's just up the road from Dover. It's one of the Saint ports, I think, isn't it? it, it, it indeed it is. And uh, the people there don't uh, seem to be in... Uh, pandemic mode at all. They really? really no. I mean, the restaurants and the pubs are just like really? functioning normally. Interesting. I hardly saw anyone wearing a mask. Kind of different to what you yeah. find in London, really. Yeah, you do. Yeah, because, I mean, funnily enough, I don't really get that sense when I'm in Sussex, funnily enough. That it doesn't seem as though everything's as open as it should be. But I did go past a pub the other day, which has got quite a big sort of outdoor area. And it was rammed. The car park was absolutely full, jam-packed. Yeah. Yeah. And my son just started working in a restaurant. Um, and he says that they ask him to wear a mask when he's like serving people and stuff but otherwise nobody's wearing them yeah you know. still this weird thing though you know i went to this very lovely pub yesterday for mm. lunch uh and you walk in and you you kind of forget that we're still surrounded by this stranger sights that yes. you would never have thought you see so you walk in and there's a very nice barmaid and clearly the pub manager behind the bar both wearing those full perspect visors looking That's like cybermen or Isn't something it just fucking it's just stupid. crazy it's just crazy. well i was talking to a gp today right and i was saying to him um and he was from the bma of course so he's a right fucking lefty and i go um <laughs> So when uh, Boris Johnson lifts the restrictions on June the 21st and no masks are required anymore uh, and neither is social distancing, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, we'll have to look at the evidence. So effectively, these guys are basically saying, we're going to keep what we're doing now. You can't come into the fucking surgery. You can't uh, walk into a place without wearing a mask. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. But you know what I think it is? It's more and more. I mean, I heard your show this morning and uh, talking to that doctor. You know, basically doctors are going, well, you know, for Christ's sake, don't burden us with patients. Yeah, don't bother. We don't want to see sick people. Yeah, we just want to get it's, the money I off the it, NHS. I think it all sort of feeds into the fact that, that, you know, everything now in our modern high-tech world is done really remotely you know by zoom yes. or by email or by text message yeah, or do you have WhatsApp, to come in you know so the whole idea of human contact is anathema to doctors and it's anathema to people in banks mm. people who work for corporations for god's sake don't ever see the customers face to face but doctors doing it and of course dentists is just ridiculous i know absolute bollocks anyway let's talk about your big uh, scoop it wasn't your scoop but it was kind of i said this to you the other day um, it was your kind of um, foresight, news sense, I suppose, that said that this Martin Bashir story was going to really fucking take yeah, off. Yeah, I knew it was going to be big. It certainly did that, I didn't knew it? it was going to be big. Yeah. Uh, I must admit, uh, I thought it would dominate the headlines for a couple of days, but it's bigger than that. It is bigger than that. And I think Prince William is the one that uh, set the whole yes. situation on fire with yes. that magnificent statement. It was a great statement. Which, by the way, the Fucking hell. This morning, or the Bishop of York mm. is in the papers oh, yeah. uh, saying, uh, well, of course, uh, William made this statement. It's obviously very emotional. But I wonder, in terms of the BBC, whether or not it'll stand the test of time. In other words, thank you very much, Church of England. First of all, not very kind, yeah. not very Christian. No. Secondly, Pissing cla- all over the, classic uh, left-wing approach. Yeah. Lay off the lovely BBC. Yeah. yeah. Look, well, you... I mean, everyone who's defended the BBC here and said things like, well, of course, it was all a very long time ago. Yeah. And all the people responsible have gone. No, they fucking haven't. There's no. plenty of them still in there. Well, you know, right. that's the other thing that I knew would happen uh, before, it, or, or before it did was that heads would... The, the BBC... Uh, the stunned staff at the BBC mm. could hardly believe it. Oh, my God, this Bashir situation is so bad, 
people are going to lose their jobs, yeah. which isn't a thing that happens at the BBC no. very much. No, of course. Usually at the BBC, as you know, Mike, it's, uh, oh, fucking hell, this is a disaster. Deputy heads put, must roll. You put your fucking tin helmet uh, yeah, on. Well, yeah, no, deputy heads yes. must roll, never the bosses. Yeah. This time, it is so bad mm. that the bosses have started to go. Now, admittedly, you've got uh, Lord Tony Hall. Yeah, but wor- except he's gone, but he wasn't working Yeah, I know, that's anymore. what I'm saying, that fucking the ones twat. who have gone so far have left the BBC, but uh, despite uh, that twat, to Lord Hall yeah. deluding himself that his integrity is intact. No, it's yeah. not, you stupid no. fucker. Uh, he's and, fucked. And also, have you seen that they've now denied, apparently, that um, uh, the allegation, supposedly, which was made by Julian Knight yesterday in the House yeah. of Commons, yeah. uh, who's head of the Culture Committee, yeah. uh, that there was no interview process for the new job that Bashir got. Of course, there was no fucking interview process. They just went, yeah, all right. Um, and he suggested, funnily enough, that they rehired Bashir to keep him fucking quiet. Yeah, well, so, so the, there may uh, still be a bit of that going on. Well, BBC look, are denying that. Well, Lord Hall, the point is, Tony Hall, the, I mean, you the, the whole connect, Hall Hall. the connecting process is sort of almost sinister. Yeah. You've got Lord Hall, who, by the way, was the worst fucking director general yeah. the BBC has ever I mean, had. apart well, from this... I don't this, say that lightly, because they're usually this, useless. Yeah, apart from this, what was he fucking famous for? Well, you know... He, what he, else did he do? Head of, he was Oxford Public School, straight up the BBC yeah, ranks. Yeah, of course. Uh, was head of news when he wouldn't know a story if it kicked him in his ass. Head of news uh, the BBC. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those joke jobs. What's yeah, your job? Yeah. I'm head of news These at the BBC. These fuckers wouldn't know a story Fuck if off. it kicked him in their ass. <laughs> anyway, he investigates uh, Bashir one year after the interview. Yeah. And, of course, Lord Dyson let the cunt off the fucking hook by right. saying, uh, oh, this was a woefully ineffective investigation. No, no, no. no. It was a deliberately yeah. ineffective yes. investigation because to condemn Martin Bashir would have been to condemn the BBC. Well, it wasn't really an investigation, was it? Well, it was a deliberate uh, bid to save the BBC, to mm. spare the BBC's blushes. Right. And that's what these people do. Mm. Everything is uh, less important than the BBC. You throw people under the bus, you ruin their Mm. careers, you ruin their lives, you do anything to save yeah. the fucking BBC. Also, did I not read that in addition to the bizarre nature of, you know, rehiring this fucking bloke as the fucking ethics um, uh, commentator and, and moral the religious guardian, affairs religious editor. Affairs. I wonder he what also, God thought of that. He also somehow, did he not also then go and do something for ITV at the same time? Well, he went to, he, well, no, after, the before. Uh, no, I, after, think he, no I, know, I know he went to ITV to do the Michael Jackson thing, I know yeah, that, yeah. but I think he also somehow managed to do some work for ITV. Well, he went, he was in uh, Celebrity X while he was involved with the BBC. He was in Celebrity X. Oh, was that when he sang that yeah, fucking singing the song. song? He was shit at that. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, he's obviously a very cunning, sly, rather clever operator, to be he's honest with you. He's a fucking cheat. But he's a cheat order. and a liar. He may possibly and, have done something criminal. And I, be, I think also, I think he's a bit thick because yeah. he's got no sense of self-awareness. Well, you, you saw know, presumably his interview with the Sunday Times. Yeah, I know. As well, somebody sh- that I know said, yeah. he didn't even give his fucking interview to the BBC. I know, but he should, should never have given that interview he's landed himself in yeah. more shit right. stupid thick bastard <laughs> uh, he shouldn't have gone into the uh, X Factor two years ago absolute no sense of no self awareness no. no kind of perception you'd think you'd fucking hide away you'd think you'd fucking hide away I know what I'll do everybody must think I'm a normal person so I'll go on a celebrity singing show 
and make myself look yeah. a total cunt. Well, he thinks he's clever, but he's not that clever. Well, that's the trouble with, clever, with people who think they're clever. There's a lot of they people never who think are. they're clever. They're never very clever. The ones who think they're yes. clever never are. Exactly right. Never are. And so, so he's so, behaved like a twat. Yeah, so when are we going to see somebody actually inside the fucking BBC who still works there throwing themselves under the bus? Well, uh, I think uh, more heads will have to roll. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, one thing that slightly worries me about all this is everybody keeps going saying, well, the good thing is we've got this marvellous new yeah, Director Tim General Davey. who certainly is, has vowed to sort the BBC out. Oh, bollocks. Fuck bollocks. 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 Also, it's another it. fucking BBC lifer mm. who will do everything to save the BBC, mm. to keep the fucking licence fee, to keep it exactly as it is. Yeah. Exactly like that last twat Lord Hall did yeah. and the twat before him uh, who got fired after 10 minutes George Entwistle because oh, yeah. he fucked up the Jimmy Savile right. situation. What was he, do- what was he doing? Fun. What was he doing trying to save the BBC. Do you remember John Burt? Well, I remember John, yeah, John Burt was the fucking director general yeah. in charge at the time of the Diana interview. Yes. He has questions to Well, ask. he certainly has questions to answer. He was a very slippery character. I remember doing stories on him way back at the sort of uh, early part of the 90s, I guess, when I was still at the Express, mm. where he was selling everything off and they'd actually sold off the props department of the BBC. Well, I quite like that right? idea. Well, <laughs> except for the fact that every time they needed props, they had to rent them back yeah. from the people they sold yeah, them to. Yeah. So they didn't really get much money for them in the first place. And I'm sure when they, you look at those kind of deals in the past and you just think are you sure that was a straight deal because somebody made a fucking lot of money out of it I say this Mike privatise the NHS but before you do that privatise the fucking well I said today as I'm sure you heard that I think the time has now come to separate out the news division from everything else and say right if you want to produce television uh, entertainment that's one thing that's a separate fucking issue if you want to have a news uh, channel and you want to have news reporters and fucking news readers that has to be separate from all the other bollocks look the BBC uh, is a weird 20th century anachronism It's also a weird facet of Great Britain, which in many ways is a strange country. Mm. But this fucking state broadcaster thing, this massive behemoth yeah. in the mid- middle we of don't our need society it that we have to give 160 quid a year. Yeah. It's old-fashioned. It's bollocks. Yeah. It's easy to sort this situation out. Get rid yeah. of this well, antiquated, imagine, old-fashioned Imagine even just at the end of last century, 1999, yeah. if somebody had said to you, well, just make it into a subscription channel yeah. and if you want bits yeah. of it, to, you pay for it. Do whatever. You, then people would have gone, yeah. that's ridiculous, but not do, so ridiculous do, now. Do whatever you fucking want. Just pay for yourself. Yeah. You do subscription or do advertising. Uh, you put shows on that people like or they don't like if they like them you succeed yes. if they don't like them you don't succeed you don't get any more fucking money from us it's no. just ridiculous and you don't get any money from people who don't want what you're doing why, why no, we... you no know, as the guy said to me today he said you know what happens if i buy a washing machine um, and i'm told i have to use a particular form of uh, of, uh, of laundry detergent yeah. right and i have to pay for it even though i want it or not so I, even if I buy a different one, I'm still paying for the one I'm not using. Yeah. Fuck off, that's bonkers. Yeah, so I don't trust. Mad. I don't trust this guy Tim Davy mm. to uh, sort the BBC out because he will secretly be doing exactly what all the others do, mm. and that is to save the BBC's ass to try uh, at the expense of all sorts of people, ruthlessly do that. Plus, keep the 160 quid a year coming in. Yeah, uh, that's what he'll be trying to do. That'll be his only mm. instinct, which is what they well, all they'll fucking also be do. Doing level best to try and keep it all sort of at arm's length so that you know whenever anything does blow up that's why i'm so determined to keep the fucking story going because in my view we keep kicking him until something falls off basically because otherwise the story will just disappear because you know what the media's like now that nowadays they've got such a fucking short attention yeah. span that they'll just move on yeah, to something all, else. All they need is a new press release on the Indian variant oh. and they're off on another fucking tangent. Do me a full favour. 
I'm quite looking forward to Dominic Cummings tomorrow, which is obviously that'll Wednesday be fun. That'll be fun. It's Tuesday, Dominic's uh, <laughs> uh, before a parliamentary committee tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, he's not mad, is he? Well, do you know what? Uh, somebody that writes a fifty—I mean, he's in touch with the Jolian morons yeah, about really, it. Right? Really weird guy. Fifty-one thread fucking Twitter. Uh, where he puts out 51 separate tweets, one after the other, like some demented fucking uh, weirdo. Sort of Asperger's or yeah. something, Yeah, well, I it? said yeah. yesterday to somebody, you know, doesn't he, shouldn't he just go and get a fucking job somewhere, you know, work in a think tank? I mean, he's clearly obsessed. Yeah, I mean, he's... I, in many I ways, mean, I'm going to look forward to what he's got to say. He's a clever guy, uh, and, uh, you know, he's always been proved right in terms of winning the Brexit vote. I think. But when his, you say always been proved right, he was right no, about well, Brexit. Until but, until but, he got oh, into but government. Since, but since then, yeah. since he got into Downing Street. Yeah, then he. I be, wouldn't say he has been proved. Well, right. no, no, he, be, he was pro- always proved right until he got into power. Yeah. When he got into power, in other words, he when, when he was the prime minister's uh, advisor, yeah. special advisor to the prime minister. In other words, you know, the second most powerful yeah. person in the land. Uh, he went fucking haywire. Well, I say to remember though. Um, I was told by someone who was relatively close to him that he was terrified of COVID. And when you saw, do you remember that picture of him running out of Downing Street because yeah. he'd heard that his yeah. wife had either got it or one of his kids had got it, something like that, before he drove up to Barnard Castle. He was apparently absolutely shitting himself that they were all going to fucking die, right? <laughs> so the idea that he now thinks lockdown was a bad idea... Well, quite, uh, but he, quite... he's the one who locked us down. Because, well, I think so. But no, he is. He's the one... He said at first, let's just go mm. for herd immunity, yeah, yeah. which is what we probably should But now done. he's having a go at And then, then he's starting to see the figures going yeah. up. And he was the architect of us. I said, no, no, we've got... Yeah. Well, hang, on, hang on, hang on. We've got a lockdown. We're down. expecting him to say that lockdown was wrong. We're expecting him to say the first one wasn't necessary, and certainly the second one wasn't, and definitely the third one well, wasn't. Well, why did you call for it then, Dominic? But also, Dominic he... brought the fucking yeah. lockdowns but in. But also, why is he criticising a government of which he was a part. I mean, either he had a fucking influence or he didn't. I don't really believe that he was in there and getting overruled every Yeah, well, I think we're talking lunatic uh, on a revenge mission, don't you? (laughs) Well, I think he's certainly certainly never got over the fact that he was no longer required. Surplus to requirements, according to Carrie and her cabal... Uh, of uh, whatever it is that, that, that um, you would call a cabal of Carrie's friends. By the way, uh, talking of Carrie... I Many mean, happy uh, returns, by the way, to those two who are getting married. Uh, well yeah, done. Well, no, I know, but, 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 I mean, uncharacteristically, and this is a breaking news, mm. quite a fucking thing. What? Boris, um, seriously, Mike, yeah. he's decided to pay for his own wedding. I was going to say... Well, that's be, a new thing. Well, it's not going to be very lavish things. There's going to be fucking money. Well, yeah, but you know what's going to do no, that? You know what will happen is she'll start... Old Carrie Antoinette yeah. will start demanding, like, gold fucking flake all over the tent or something. Have you heard the fucking uh, talking of wallpaper and it's all coming off apparently. Yeah, oh, well, that's falling down. But so the shit wallpaper that they so What'll happen though? She'll start saying, right, gold flake on the yeah. tent. And I mean, uh, this is a girl who wants to go to Mustique on holiday. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get a cheap fucking so wedding when, out of when her. when the price tag gets too high, yeah. stand by Tory donors. Yeah. Boris will be knocking on your door well, again. Maybe he'd like to Give start, me some money. Yeah, maybe he'd like to start up a charity. Yeah. Um, you know, because Boris's wedding charity. I mean, how the fucking hell do we end up with a prime minister who's just a scrounging ligger. It's a boring... Give me some money. Give me some money. It's quite fucking fucking appalling and disgraceful, actually, that we've got anyone in a position of his sort of power Mm. who's literally fucking broke. I know. I mean, it's embarrassing. Yeah, well, because he, you know, he's got so many ex-wives and kids, uh, but uh, and the well, prime minister's salary is not enough for him. But that, you know, that is ludicrous. You know, to to tell the people of Britain that the prime minister cannot get by on one hundred and sixty a year is to t- is to really annoy the people yeah. of Britain. And somebody else was telling me a story the other day about the fact that he's writing a book apparently about Shakespeare, 
or oh, something, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and as a result of that'll that... That'll be a page-turner. Yeah, can you imagine? Fucking Boris Johnson... I've got one of his books that somebody gave me, mm. and it's Boris Johnson's Guide to London, and it's all in this kind of ridiculous, jingoistic language that he talks yeah. about. There's all these fucking ridiculous words in it. And it's lit- I literally haven't read more than half a page of it. <laughs> fucking shite. He's rubbish. I mean... You know, there are lots of things I quite approve of about Boris. I quite like Boris. But 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 he is a fucking weirdo. Yeah. And apparently has never been known to buy a drink for anyone no. ever in his life. He's he's a cunt when it comes to no. money. And he also doesn't pay people back because I, somebody else had told me they had a bet with him about Well, something. that was my, Max Hastings, a thousand pounds bet. Yeah. And he didn't get the fucking money. Well, he, yeah, but what he, Boris sent him an envelope saying, please find within uh, the a cheque for one thousand right. pounds. Uh, and uh, when Max Hastings opened the fucking envelope, there's nothing in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, some of these people are just shysters from fucking day one. Well, he, he's just entitled. He expects everyone yeah. to pay for him to live in the uh, manner to which he's become accustomed. Mm. You know, hence the free holiday in yeah. Mustique, uh, the free fucking decor in number 11 yeah. Downing Street, and this wedding, he says he's going to pay for it himself. Yeah. I believe that one I see. Well, this is the thing. I mean, one of the reasons why an awful lot of the things in London are not reopening is because, like, and I was talking to my sister about this in New York the other day, that she was in Manhattan to check it out, and all the sort of mid-main, midtown restaurants are still not open because they only survived on people from fucking expense accounts, yeah. people from big companies who could go out for lunch and dinner, yeah. and so they're not reopening because nobody's in the fucking city to go there. We better get over there, Mike. We S- should save save the listen, Manhattan restaurant. Listen, I'm scene. keeping the fucking London pub business going single-handedly, <laughs> so I might as well try and keep the American restaurant business going as well. Uh, now let's talk about uh, an event of great stuff. Actually, I don't want to dance on someone's grave, uh, but uh, if I did, uh, I'd be doing a tango all over Max Mosley's Max fucking grave. Yeah, Fuck I didn't him. actually. I must must admit, I mean, I'm like you. I don't wish to speak ill of the dead because I'm sorry. But in his case, dead. we'll make an exception. But he all was right? a ghastly. He's a fucking racist <laughs> asswipe. <laughs> Just as well you don't want to say bad about him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy. racist. This arsewipe. is a guy who uh, would have quite happily seen journalists go to fucking jail because of something that they wrote about him. Well, you see, he had a very warped idea of the freedom of the press. Well, well, it, but th- th- he hooked... Is this bad news for Hacked Off, by Yeah, well, that's he, the point. fucking bankrolling those cunts? What a strange... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it was a strange alliance between this narcissistic right-wing racist mm. whose only approach to the press was, I'm going to stop you saying nasty things about the beautiful me. Yes. Me, me, mm. me. And then all these lefties from Hacked Off, and it was a very uncomfortable they alliance. They didn't seem to mind that he... He had been campaigning for his dad, it, it, Oswald Mosley, who was a fucking fasc- proper fascist. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and uh, campaigned in a 1961, I think it was, a local election In Brent somewhere, wasn't it? In which he was responsible for a leaflet which said, we'll, we'll make sure you don't have to live next door to black people. Yeah. Uh, the fucking guy Amazing. was a racist. Absolutely. He was a racist. Uh, but, Total bastard, as you yeah, say. Uh, and, but his only belief in uh, curtailing, shackling the mm. press, the free press. The reason he didn't like the free press is purely because uh, basically the news of the world said he, he fucked a load of hookers yeah. who were dressed in Nazi right. uniforms. Right. And, uh, and in fact, the only reason he won that case was because of the word Nazi. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, so it's Because he did have, it was an orgy, he admitted that. Yeah, yeah. And what he expected us to then say, oh, oh, they invaded your privacy. I mean, what married man shouldn't be able to have 
a, an orgy no. with seven prostitutes yes. dressed in dressed as Germans. Mm. I mean, come What's on. What's wrong with you? It's just a normal thing. Yeah, I mean, Fucking it probably does loser. happen in Mayfair quite a lot. Fucking fair. loser. You know? uh, and everything he did failed because yes. uh, the free press is more powerful than him. But, you know, these hacked off. Uh, I haven't noticed them getting too worked up about the BBC's. Well, do you know, they've been quite quiet about that, funnily yeah, enough. Totally quiet. And that's same with that Byline Times. Yeah. Proving that pricks. hacked off and Byline TV, Byline Times, uh, they're a political organisation. It's not the press that they're interested in. They're interested in a left-wing future. So when the transgressor turns out to be their beloved state publicly funded broadcast of the BBC, yes. uh, when Bashir starts behaving worse than any News of the World reporter ever did, guess what? Total fucking silence. Total silence. Yeah, I mean, well, they can't possibly criticise the BBC. But this is the other thing. Fucking, oh, what's his name? Hugh Edwards, you know, the Welsh uh, newsreader. Um, and I was listening to somebody describe him as a guy who just reads out loud. I think it was Rod Little who said, you know, this is what we used to call in school reading out loud, yeah, yeah, yeah. for which he gets half paid a million what, quid half a year million quid to a read. Year. To read out. Could you do some yeah. reading out loud? All right, all right, Hugh. Good you know, evening. Right? It's a six o'clock Hello. news. Look you out. Hello. Yeah. Look you. I'll tell you what the news is yeah. today. And he goes... Yeah. Um, he does, he does, the Indian variant. He, he said he wasn't keen on getting sort of Vex, any, said, any lectures to, from uh, to be from, lectured by other yeah. p- certain sections of the media Meaning us, about our ethical right? values is vexing. Yes. Guess what? He had to take it down. Yes, because the BBC said no, no, no. And do you know that? But that's the other bollocks, isn't it? That Tim Davy supposedly told them all they can't do this. They still do yeah. it. But 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 yeah. So uh, at the weekend, it was a four. I can't remember his name. But a former head of BBC News cropped up. Yeah, he's actually been quoted on talk radio news and everything. It was him talking right. and he said uh, the people criticising the BBC now for its editorial mm. standards should take a long hard look in the mirror oh really and it's like no you cunt you should fucking take <laughs> a long hard look in the mirror it is your turn at the BBC to look at the fucking mirror this is your yeah. fucking fault there isn't a mirror they big enough they cannot believe it there isn't that, a fucking mirror big enough for the BBC there's fucking, so many of them that's why fucking Twats. Bashir has come out and said I did nothing wrong mm. because he's infected by the holy halo yeah. that everybody gets when they join the sacred BBC. Yeah. Oh, we cannot put a foot I mean, wrong. even Jeremy Vine, uh, f- to his credit, has actually called for a fucking criminal investigation. And then he deleted the tweet. But Somebody at the BBC told him to yeah. delete the tweet. But, I mean, so at least he fucking put it stop. out there. What about the fucking lies they told? Yeah. Two Fridays ago, they said, we're postponing uh, uh, um, Panorama. This was the one that went out in the end last week. Yes. It was supposed to go out yeah, last Yeah, because you told me last week yeah. they weren't they, going they, to run it. They announced we're postponing it because of, a, uh, I quote, a significant duty of care to Martin Bashir. Uh, uh, three days later... They show the fucking documentary. Mm. So it wasn't much of a significant duty of care to him then. No. They're lying. Of They're course fucking they are. lying. Of course they are. They, they, then they say, oh, actually, he quit the BBC a month ago. Well, don't you think you should tell us? I mean, they are I secretive know. liars. Yes. And they are. They run a little boys' club as well. I mean, I wrote a piece, funnily enough, for one of these uh, sort of libertarian websites at the weekend talking about how, you know, they talk about diversity. There's not much fucking diversity in the boardroom. Mm. You know, they're mostly white, white middle-aged... tight and out of sight. tight fucking public school-educated yeah. blokes. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're all uh, white, yeah. You know, they're, they're all in the same fucking club together. It's mm. like some kind of secret society. And, it, and here's another thing. I mean, this is what the, the state broadcaster that we pay for, it must be stopped from doing this so it turns out you must have seen the panorama go mm. back to 1996 when the mail on sunday uh, discovered 
that Bashir had shown false letters to uh, yeah. Althorpe and all that. Right. Uh, that the forged Which, of course, said, he says he didn't use. Yeah, yeah. For well, that no, purpose, no, well, right? no. Well, they knew, right? So it's 1996, right? Uh, fuckface Lord Hall, wanker, had co- uh, uh, conducted his inquiry into it. Mm. He knew that. Uh, exactly what Bashir did. He knew everything about it, but he covered it up. So he knew that Bashir had shown forged bank statements to uh, Lord Althorpe, to Charles Spencer. Right. Uh, what did the BBC, what was their official statement to the Mail on Sunday? At no point were these forged statements shown to anyone. Yes. They fucking lied. Which is total bollocks. They lied. Yeah. I mean, nobody makes up a forged document not to show it to anyone, do they? Why would you? But for a publicly funded organisation, a broadcaster, a journalistic outfit like the BBC, uh, to actually lie to a national newspaper about something so profoundly important is an absolute fucking disgrace. This is why I need to see these fucking people in front of a parliamentary committee being asked proper fucking questions about what it is that they did, when they did it, why they did it, because I think that will uncover an entire fucking hornet's nest of shock. Yeah, they lied and lied and lied and lied. Uh, and that uh, fuckwit, Tony Hall, until th- this time last week, was still going on about his integrity being intact and saying, sorry, I should have done a better investigation. Oh, yeah. He, he did the investigation he wanted to. He's not stupid. Right. He did a, a non-investigation right. because they didn't and, want and, to tell and, the public and what guess happened. What? He also didn't just do that on his own. He did it after having had exactly. long conversations with loads of other people who yeah. said, right, this is what we want you to do. This is how it's going to work. He had, it's, I mean, in, in an American fucking court of law, uh-huh. that would be called a conspiracy. Yeah, and, and a good point you made, Mike. Good point you made, Mike, that the two people who've lost their jobs mm. and have, to, have had to fall on their swords are both Fort Lord Hall mm-hmm. and that guy, I think his name's Tony Souter. Yeah, the one who left off. Souter, he had to leave Ofcom. Yeah. So they're no longer at the BBC. How significant that yeah. the only ones to go nothing. so far aren't at the BBC. In other words, at the BBC, it's still protecting the other yes. actors in this drama. Of course it is. Now, we should finish up with a bit on uh, the, the latest bollocks coming out of Matt Hancock's uh, mouth and fucking Downing Street, <laughs> where, you know, even the if you've been... The torrent of horseshit. Yeah, talking of absolute wankers, yeah. right? Here's your hand job. Here you go. Uh, if you've been vaccinated twice, you'll still have to self-isolate if you come into contact with somebody with COVID. Why? I know. Why? I know. Uh, on the Indian variant, got to worry about the. Indi- don't go to Hounslow. Yeah, don't go to Bolton. Uh, yeah, I'm going to fucking Hounslow today just for the just fucking hell of it. I can't think of any other you reason. Go. You should go to uh, the. Have you ever been to a place called the Brilliant Restaurant, which is very well known? In Hounslow. In, no, it's actually in. Uh, it's in Southall. Okay. But it's on it's in on the road just off of Hounslow. Is that an, a good Indian, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it it's is, absolutely yeah. incredible. Because I used to my first job in journalism, right, was working for this Asian magazine. And we used to get them to deliver us food on the night we were going to press, because of yeah. course it was a fucking shoestring operation and it was always a late night. And they used to bring these fucking kebabs and samosas. It was the most incredible food. Amazing. And I've been back there a few times since. It well, really go. is. Let's go. It's fantastic. I was I, mean, I covered the South Hall riots uh, back in the oh, early eighties. Yeah. That was a bit and that I was, was a bit tasty, copy. wasn't it? I was filing copy. Yeah, it was pretty hairy. I had to run down a railway line at <laughs> chased by about a hundred of these fuckers. <laughs> anyway, so they're running. They're all running. I'm, <laughs> I'm running down this railway line because right. they hated the fucking press right. and they're chasing me. And then I go changed. up the stairs and round the corner right. and, and and I finally get. Oh, there goes my phone. <laughs> Who's calling you? I don't know. Time to fuck off. We did yeah. a podcast. Yeah, sorry about that, chaps. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I get to. 
uh, I get up around the corner, around the corner, around, and I uh, I get to a phone box. I right. thought, well, there's no one, uh, there's no one chasing me anymore, so I can carry on <laughs> fi- filing my copy. And uh, and then sort of, well, I mean, I'm filing the copy, and then suddenly, <laughs> it's fucking windows smashing. Oi. Right? And I go, oh, is it one of these old-fashioned no, red the, ones? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was way back when, you know. Uh, they'd only just invented uh, stationary phones and not mo- mobiles were not even no. thought of. Anyway, so I sort of look out. I thought, oh, fucking hell, that hundred guys, they've caught up with me. Right. Anyway, the only one that is still there, it's one. Right. There's one of them left. Right. It's one. What had run all that yeah, way yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think, so I thought, well, there's only fucking one of them. So I just came out of the room and I said, right, you cunt. I just chased, <laughs> came running at him with my fist up and he just turned around and ran. Excellent. That is fucking great. I mean, I used to have to do that when I first lived in New York and I got fired again from a job. Um, and I thought, well, I better just fucking uh, stay here because I can't be going back to Britain after only nine months. And uh, so, but, I, but of course, I didn't have any fucking money, right? And started freelancing <laughs> for London. But they didn't pay me for months on end. So I used to survive on borrowing money from the till at Costello's and basically just sort of, you know, living fucking hand to mouth. Costello's bar, yeah. Costello's bar, yeah. <laughs> when I got my first check, I think it was from the News of the World, it was $5,000. I handed it in to Costello's and I only got 2000 back because that's well, how much I owed them, you know. Them. But I didn't have a fucking... I, I, I had, I, they kept cutting my phone off, so I could only receive calls. So I used to have to run downstairs in the morning, phone up the 1-800 number from the payphone, and then um, say, you know, I'll be back, you know, give me a call back. Um, and I'd have to run back up the stairs and fucking, <laughs> when they rang me, I'd never answer the phone. It's amazing how we used to communicate in those days. Yeah, I mean, there was a, you could get that in America. I had it myself where you'd, you'd be owed like twenty, thirty thousand yeah. $30,000, but uh, it's hard to pull the money in, when you, particularly when, when you're, you're in 3, LA, when you're miles about 6,000 well, miles, 6, miles away. Well, 6,000 miles away, 7,000 miles from anywhere. Yeah. And so, sometimes you'd be expecting a check for thirty grand or right. something, and two grand would yes. turn up and you go, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, we forgot to put it through. But yeah. that's all right, get it next month. You go, yeah. no. Oh, fucking next I month, fucking now. now. Yeah, I I'm, all, I'm now. already over half the fucking town. <laughs> yeah. About five thousand. Costello's yeah. is in danger of closing down. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, amazing. Well, listen, we've come to the end of another half an hour. Now we've had a lot of interest from people when we said, and it, m- it might be possible for us to do this, uh, that we need to do two a week. So uh, we might have news for you on, on that in June, right? Because yeah. June there might be a possibility that we can do that. So uh, I think, I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be on. I think it will be on. There will be a very big taste for it. So, um, we got nothing else to say, have we? Well, I see uh, Fulham lost their last game of the season. Well, of course they fucking lost. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we do. It was against Newcastle. Frankly, who gave a shit? Uh, we'll probably come up again. We'll, we'll spend a, a season in the Championship, then come up again, then spend a season in the Premiership, go down again, and uh, forevermore shall be so. It's fucking ridiculous. I much prefer to be in the Championship than the Premiership. Yeah. Premiership is between six clubs with a load of foreign money and the rest of them just battling to survive. Yeah. It's boring if you it really is. No, I take you absolutely take your point. Right. Well, we are the Thought Police. He's Kevin O'Sullivan. I'm Mike Graham. We'll see you next week. You've got Lord Hall, who, by the way, was the worst fucking director general yeah. the BBC has ever. I mean, apart well, from I don't this, say that lightly because they're usually this, useless. Yeah. Apart from this, what was he fucking famous for? Well, you know, he, what he, else did he do? Head of New, he was Oxford Public School, straight up the BBC. Yeah, ranks, yeah of course. Uh, was head of news when he wouldn't know a story if it kicked him in his ass. Head of news uh, at the BBC. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those joke jobs. What's yeah, your job? Yeah. I'm head of news at the BBC. These wouldn't know a story Fuck if off. it kicked him in their ass. <laughs> anyway, he investigates uh, Bashir one year after the interview. Yeah. 
And of course, Lord Dyson let the cunt off the fucking hook by right. saying, uh, oh, this was a woefully ineffective investigation. No, no, no. no. It was a deliberately yeah. ineffective yes. investigation because to condemn Martin Bashir would have been to condemn the BBC. Well, also, it wasn't really an investigation, was it? Well, it was a deliberate uh, bid to save the BBC, to mm. spare the BBC's blushes. Right. And that's what these people do. Mm. Everything is uh, less important than the yes. BBC. <laughs> it's fucking windows smashing. Oi. Right? And I go, oh, is it one of these old-fashioned no, red a, ones? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was way back when, you know. Uh, they'd only just invented uh, stationary phones. <laughs> and not mo- Mobiles were not even no. thought of. Anyway, so I sort of look out. I thought, oh, fucking hell, that hundred guys, they've caught up with me. Right. Anyway, the only one that is still there, it's one. Right. There's one of them left. Right. One. What had run all that yeah, way? Yeah, with you. yeah, he said, yeah. And, and I think, so I thought, well, there's only fucking one of them. So I just came out of the room and I said, right, you cunt. I just <laughs> chased, came running at him with my fist up. And he just turned around and ran. And then I go out, up the stairs and round the corner. Right. And, and, and I finally get, oh, there goes my phone. <laughs> Who's calling you? I don't know. Tell him to fuck off. We're yeah. doing a podcast.